Hey guys, Chris Book here with this week's edition of Leading by the Book. Before we get into our content today, just a quick reminder, you can always check us out online at leadingbythebook.com. And if you have questions or comments or just want to get in touch with me, you can always give me a shout on Twitter at Chris Book or on LinkedIn at Chris Book. So this week, uh, we're tackling a topic that I think is massively important, but does not get nearly, nearly the amount of love that it rightfully should. And it's the topic of how to build trust or how to build trust within teams. Now, in the past couple weeks, there have been a lot of high-level executive transitions. You've probably seen this in the news. You've seen CEOs leaving or being replaced, CMOs, COOs, CFOs. A lot of these high-level executives have been leaving companies or in many cases forced to leave companies. Now, whenever this happens, where my mind immediately goes is to the jockeying that takes place for people to fill their positions. Now, you're going to have a lot of people that are either ambitious or hopefully qualified that want to take over these roles. And undoubtedly, they're doing their best to position themselves for this role within their company. Now, more often than not, there are going to be several people that want this role. And what can possibly happen in a case like this is on the back end, once somebody's been selected and takes over this role, is you've got a lot of bitterness, you've got a lot of jealousy. And ultimately, this is really going to cripple your team, your organization. And I think it really speaks to this idea of how important trust is. Because frankly, it's trust that allows us to get past this self-serving, me, 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 I'm trying to get promoted at your expense mentality, and really get us back to the task at hand, which is achieving whatever this given goal of our company, organization, or whatever other entity may be. Now, when we talk leadership, so much of what we talk about always centers around humility and empathy and communication. Um, but like I'm saying here, the, the one that we neglect so often is trust. And really, I think it's trust that allows our teams to perform at all. So going back many years, I, I always think a lot about this team because the most toxic leadership team that I was ever a part of was toxic, frankly, because it had no trust. And not surprisingly, the company was in a constant state of crisis. It was spiraling out of control financially. There was infighting. Uh, there was bitterness. Nothing good was going on at this company. Um, and as a result, you know, the, the company ultimately met its demise later on. But I reflect back on this um, because the company actually, despite all the struggles it had at the time, could have been successful. But it was because nobody trusted each other in this leadership team that the company was ever able to get get out of its way. There was always this constant question of who's whispering in the CEO's ear behind everybody's back or who has self-serving interests or who's trying to get who fired. And yes, that certainly happened a lot. But what we see with this is it's this trust that erodes a team's ability to actually get anything done. And when we dissect this even further and, and really look at this idea of trust – with trust, you have openness, and it's openness that allows people to be vulnerable. It's openness that allows people to be vulnerable to the point that they attack their weaknesses. And it's when these weaknesses are attacked and when a company's weaknesses are attacked that companies grow. You know, I think taking it a step further, when you look at, at what impact it, it has to not have trust in an organization, what you see is you have people constantly looking over their shoulder. And when you're always looking over your shoulder wondering who's trying to screw me, it takes a lot of energy. And it, that's energy that is that is precious, obviously, and really needs to be directed to a task at hand or a goal at hand. And I think it's because of, of all of these impacts I lay out on trust that we see that trust really is the ultimate motivator. Because when you have trust within a team, you're not having to do all these things. And that focuses you on a task at hand, which, of course, 
really brings you closer together with your teammates. You're not thinking everybody's trying to screw me. You're thinking that I'm working to protect these people, to protect our company, and to protect our goals and ensure that we get there. So this idea of trust is something that, like I said, has been sorely neglected in the leadership community as we focused on more popular things like empathy and communication and all that. So the question that that I get asked when I when I go off on this topic of trust is, how the heck can we establish trust within our teams? Because I think so often people fear that if, if they start preaching about trust or whatever, it's going to seem inauthentic or artificial. And that's certainly not what you want to do. We, we want to have authentic leaders that are leading teams. And, you know, I think the first, the first thing you really have to understand when, when you're building trust within a team is that you have to know everybody on an individual basis. You have to know on a person-by-person basis what motivates them. And you have to have a high level of empathy in order to do this. And obviously, empathy is a topic that we talk about in leadership quite a bit. But if you want to build trust with anybody, they have to know you and you have to know them. Without that connection, without that understanding of anybody, it's going to be purely superficial and you never get to the level deeper in your deep enough in your relationship for trust to actually take any root at all. So one of the ways that we do this is really by being direct and fair with people. So when you have to deliver feedback, um, nobody wants to, to get negative feedback. Nobody likes it, but they need it. And, and this idea of want versus need is very important here um, because as a leader, it's very important that you give people more than there's just what they want, what they need. So when you're delivering feedback, you have to focus very much on being direct but being fair. People are going to respect that for that. And if you're direct and fair with them, they are going to respect you and your relationship is going to get to the point that you can build trust. Without that, you will not get there. And that's why this idea of directness is so important because if somebody can handle that that directness, there's somebody that you're going to want on your team. There's somebody that can improve. There's somebody that that is malleable, that, that will constantly be be evolving so that they can be a better member of your team. If they're shut down to that directness, they're not somebody that you want on your team anyway. So by being direct and fair, not only do we build trust, it's a great way to screen who we want on our team in the first place. Another layer of this that, that really coincides with knowing people is being able to anticipate needs. You have to be proactive in protecting your team. Now, great leaders serve their teams. That's something that we talk about a lot. It's something that, that really is at a core of who we want to be as leaders. But we have to be able to anticipate what people need and be one step ahead of them. When we're able to have what somebody needs when they need, so that they need a certain approval or they need a certain piece of equipment or they think, let's just say they, 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 they need a kind word, whatever it is that they need, when you're there with that before they have to ask for it, that builds trust with them. They know that you have their best interest more than just your best interest in mind, and that allows them to focus on the goals that they have at hand. So anticipating needs is really core if you want to develop trust. Now, the last topic that we're going to talk about here, and this is something that, that certainly gets a lot of face time within the leadership community as well, is over-communication. But over-communication is so key if you want people to trust you because what happens with individuals is our imaginations run wild. You know, I think we, we all know how many times we've all probably laid in bed at night and we've been fighting battles in our head that ultimately we never had to fight in real life. Or it's this constant stream of what ifs and what do I do then and then what do I do and then what do I do and it never manifests itself that way. But fighting those battles actually makes it a little bit of a form of reality in our heads and it really can detract from the way we work. So as a leader, the more you communicate, the more you prevent people's imaginations from wanting wild. And that is so key if you want to keep them focused. So kind of going over this list here, we obviously have to know people, we have to anticipate needs, we have to be direct and fair, and we have to over-communicate. And when we have all of those things in place, it really sets the tone for us to build trust in our teams and for that trust to manifest itself as an accomplished goal. 
So certainly there are probably more ways to build trust. I'd love to hear it. If you have any, definitely give me a shout at Chris Book on Twitter or on LinkedIn. But really focus on these four tenants to build this trust in your team because you are going to see massive improvements in the way that your team performs if you can build this level of trust. That's all we got for this week. We'll be back next week with another topic. Check us out online, leadingbythebook.com. If you like the show, leave us a five-star review. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to see that rating up there. Uh, and definitely be sure to tell all your friends and anybody that you think really can benefit from putting more leadership acumen to work in their own lives. We'll see you next time.